Thank you so much for joining us for another message from Sandhill Free Will Baptist Church in Sandusky, Ohio. This podcast you're about to enjoy was given live before the congregation at Sandhill. It is our desire as a church to live Christ to people while loving people to Christ. We pray that this podcast will invigorate and encourage your walk with Christ. It is our steadfast belief that we can still be unwavering in our faith if we hold fast to the absolute truth of God's mighty word. For more sermons like this, as well as additional content, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com or visit our social media pages on YouTube or Facebook, keyword Sandhill FWB Church. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. If you have your Bibles, we'll be reading in the fourth chapter of the book of James this morning. Be finding your places there. Appreciate you following along as we read. Uh, but this morning's message is going to be a little different for me, a little unusual for me, I suppose. Um, you know, I love these parking lot services. They're just so much fun and they're so exciting. And, and you kind of want one of those pep rally messages where everyone's just blowing their horns and it's exciting and we all go away and, and we're just thrilled. But I, I kind of need to follow the Lord this morning. I'm going to try and do that. And uh, not only that, uh, the message this morning, but as I studied this scripture, uh, I studied and studied and studied, and I really felt this is what the Lord had on my heart. And I, I typically like to preach through the Scripture and have a few points and and, and try to have something that we can kind of hang on to. And the more I worked at it, the more I just couldn't, uh, I just didn't feel the Lord leading me that way. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, why don't you just talk to Him? And so that's what we're going to do this morning. If that's all right, I'm just going to talk to my people this morning and what the Lord has laid on my heart. And it may not be a, a, a normal message for me, but uh, it'll come from the heart. And I, I love you guys. And we're, we're in um, kind of unusual situations uh, right now with, with the virus and everything going on. And did you lose me? Still got me? All right. It got quiet out here for some reason. <clears throat> All right. Let's read scripture. Everybody hear me? All right, good deal. I can't hear myself, but you can hear me. That's all that matters. All right, verse number four, James chapter four and verse number four. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded." And just ask the Lord to help me this morning. Just going to speak to you from my heart, to each and every one of you that are here. Uh, you know, uh, as we read this scripture, so many things you could outline on this and, and make such a pretty message out of it. But, but I just want to kind of tell you what's going on in this scripture. If you're familiar with your Bibles, uh, James is the brother of Jesus. And he is the pastor at Jerusalem. And if, if you go back in the book of Acts, we go to the day of Pentecost. Pentecost came in, Peter preached, 3,000 souls were saved. His church is growing pretty fast. And then a few, few days later, 5,000 are saved. And then the Bible says that the Lord added unto the church daily such as should be saved. So this is a big, big church at Jerusalem. Lots and lots of people. And it is growing like crazy. 
crazy. And, you know, the Bible says daily they were sitting down and eating with one another. They were fellowshipping. They were having a good time. The Bible said they were in the Word of God daily. And they, and they were praying and they were fellowshipping and, and they were having church. And they were just, boy, it was great. There were just thousands of people. So there was a community where it was popular to be a Christian. And there was a community where, where everyone was loving each other and, and sharing with one another and praying with one another and preaching the Word and, and eating together, amen, eating together. And it was just a great time. And so that's the, that's the church that the pastor James is pastoring. And the Bible says that after Stephen was stoned, the persecution rose up and all of those people begin to disperse. I believe the Bible even says that all of the Christians disperse except for the apostles. So James is left in this big church that had thousands of people and no one's left. And they're all dispersed. In the first verse in the first chapter of the book of James, he said, uh, to the 12 tribes that are, that are scattered abroad. And what he's saying is, you guys, you guys are all over now. You guys have left and went everywhere. And, and James is concerned about his people. Again, he's got thousands of Christians, but they're all over the place now. And no longer are they in a group of people where they're fellowshipping constantly. No longer are they eating together every day. No longer are they coming to the church and hearing the word of God continually. No longer are they praying and sharing their needs like they used to. Things have changed and James is concerned about his people. And he said, you know, he starts out in the first chapter and he said, you know, count it all joy when you enter into tribulation, when you have problems, count it all joy. God's with you. He's trying to encourage them. Times are hard. Times are confusing. Times are difficult. But hang on to Jesus. Amen. Hang on to Jesus. And that, that was the message James was trying to get to them. And so what he's saying is, he's saying, you're no longer in church or no longer like it used to be. And what James is really saying here in the fourth chapter is, I'm concerned that you might slip a little bit. You know, if I could just speak from my heart to all of you that are here, starting with the pastor, this is unusual times. Most of you here this morning were used to going to church three times a week. You know, we, we would have Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. Sometimes we have more services. A lot of times we were here every day of the week. We were eating together. We were fellowshipping together. We were praying together. We were always in the Word. There was accountability. It was popular to be a Christian. It was popular to be together. And all of a sudden, like the flipping of a switch, all of that was gone. All of that was gone. We quit having church. We quit coming out. We, we, we weren't together every day. We weren't doing ministry. You know, you look at our calendar. Usually our calendar is jam-packed every day for the whole year. This year, nothing. And listen, that has an effect on all of us. That, that does something to us. And as the pastor, it does something to me. And we long to be together, and we long to be in church, and we long, you know, kind of a coincidence, and I don't know what God's doing, but, and I don't know how many of you even know this, but the very, we were having services just one a week, and in the very weekend, we said we're going to go to three services a week, we thought Josh had corona, and so we shut everything down because we thought Josh had it, he got tested, came back, didn't, and literally last weekend, we were going to start three services a week, again, the first time, and, and Brother Jacob come down with it, and so you say, what's going on? And can I just say, uh, we don't know what the future is going to hold. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whatever happens, we, we got to stay in this thing. We got to stay close to God. We got to stay serious. This is important. 
And, and it's so easy. It's so easy to get distracted. And you know, when you're here all the time, and you're hearing the preached word, and you're visiting with one another, and we're sharing with one another, and we're fellowshipping, can I just say it's almost easy to stay close to God? But the message this morning, the title I would like to title is On Purpose. We've now come to a place where, you know, it used to be if you weren't coming to church regular, I could just get on to. You guys need to be coming to church. Can't do that now. I can't do that now. Half the time we're not having church. And if you don't come to church, we just assume you because you're afraid of the virus. So that kind of takes off. You know, you're not hearing constantly how you need to be devoted and, and, and all the things that used to be. We're not always together. And really, it kind of shows when you're not doing things like you're supposed to when we're coming to church. You can sit at home and watch online, and we never know if you're living right or not. So things have changed, and it's real easy to get laxed, to slip, to get away from God. Let other things start coming in. Uh, let let our, our, our excitement for the Lord go away. You know, I've been so impressed with you guys since we started this thing. Uh, you guys... You guys were disappointed when we didn't have church. And then online, everybody was watching online. There was such an excitement. And after a time, a lot of you started coming to me and saying, Pastor, we, we need to have church. We want to be together. And boy, that thrilled my heart. And, and we, we're striving to work through all of these uh, difficulties with the, with the virus. But here's the sad thing, people. There are a lot of people who come to me and said, you know, Pastor, I, I long to have church. Can, can we please start back up? And then we start church back up and they don't come to church. They've got too many other things going on. They've got too many other things they're interested in, too many things they're involved in. And can I, And I'm not, I'm not here to beat anybody up. I'm just here like James to tell you we've got to stay diligent. We've, we've got to stay fire for God or else it will slip away from us. And everybody here is vulnerable. Starting with the past, everyone is vulnerable to slipping away from the Lord. It is easy to do. Backsliding is easy to do. Doesn't take any work. Doesn't take any heart. It's just easy to slip away. But what we got to do is we got to say, uh, it's not normal times. I don't go to church like I used to. I don't see my brothers and sisters like I used to. Things aren't what they used to be. Things aren't what I want them to be. But I'm going to work hard to not go cold cold on the lord that's what we gotta do and if we don't there's gonna be a consequence for it you know as we look at these scriptures i'm not gonna try and outline or give you any fancy points or anything this morning but i'd like to point out a couple things from this scripture that james says here in verse four when he says adulterers and adulteresses you know i'm always telling you guys about context that that is not having anything to do with cheating on your spouse he's not talking here about sexual he is talking about cheating on god Boy, couldn't we preach a message on that? You know, your first love is supposed to be Jesus. Your heart is supposed to be for Jesus. And he said, you're cheating on God. You, you love the world. He said, the love of the world. And he said, it's enmity with God. And you know, I don't think there's anybody here this morning or anybody even in our church that's out getting drunk or cheating on your wife or stealing or doing terrible things. But you know, you can just get so excited about the world that God's no longer first. You can get excited about entertainment and about things of the world and, and, and all the fun things you're doing and, and all the, the activities of the world. And maybe none of them are sinful, except when you start losing your love for Jesus. And that can happen so easily. And James sees it happening in his people. And so here's, what, here's how I see this scripture. 
I see the pastor James looking at his people who have now been dispersed and are not allowed to come to church. And, you know, there was persecution. They were killing them. So they all left and they just dispersed. And now they were in areas where, where they weren't around, always around Christians. And it wasn't popular to be, uh, to be a Christian. And they weren't hearing the preached word and they weren't gathering out. And it wasn't great crowds. Kind of like where we're at, where they're at. And James begins to fear. He says, I fear you're slipping away. And James here, you know, the book, whole book of James, James is a very, a strong preacher. He's he's very uh, straight to the point. He doesn't tiptoe around trying to not hurt your feelings. He's very straight to the point. And I believe what he is telling them here in the book of James, what we just read to you, I believe he's giving them an ultimatum. The devil's after you. The devil's after you. If you don't draw close to God, he's going to get you. And, and, you know, I, I believe James does that in love. He's not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, not trying to make anybody mad. He's just saying, you're not in Jerusalem anymore. You've left the church. You, you're, you're spread around here and there. And the devil is trying to defeat you. The devil's trying to drag you away. The devil wants you to backslide. And James says, if you don't get close to God, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. You know, I've shared this before with you guys, but statistically they say, all across the nation, every church across there, and I listen to a lot of different churches all over this nation, but they say statistically, because of this virus, uh, there's going to be some, you know, 20 to 30, 40% of the people who went to church before this virus, they won't be there when this virus is over. Can I tell you, as a pastor, that breaks my heart. I, I don't want to lose one person. I don't want anybody to slide away. But can I just tell you, if we don't stay close to God, that's going to happen to you. You say, Pastor, I'm one of the good ones. That can never happen to me. You are in danger because he says right here uh, that God resisteth the proud and he draws near to them that are humble. Listen, if you think it can't happen to you, you're one of the first ones it's going to happen to. You've got to realize if I don't diligently stay close to God, I'm going to grow cold on God. I've got to work to stay where I need to be. And let me say this. Let me say this. Before the virus, you had a church and a church family and a pastor and a congregation and you had preaching and you had singing. You had all things that really kind of make it easy to stay close to God. And those things have been stripped away from a lot of us. And some of you, you know, just so good to see all of you here, but some of you haven't been able to come to services, not because you don't want to, because you're not able to because of the virus. And we're, we're very sympathetic towards it. But I'm just preaching this message this morning saying, if we're not diligent, we're going to get cold. We're going to get away from God. We're going to get to where we don't want to come to church anymore, where, where church isn't exciting, where church is dull, and where church is boring, and where we don't have that love for one another. If we're not careful, that's going to happen to us. And you know, the charismatics, they like to, they like to quote that verse. It says, resist the devil and, and he will flee from you. And that's a great verse. And you can, you can point your finger to devil and say, leave me alone. And you can say, you can quote this verse and everything else, but you got to take all the rest of it. It says, draw nigh to God. You don't just tell the devil what to do. You got to get close to God. If you get close to God, devil leave you alone. If you're not close to God, the devil's going to take you down. And just as James did, I love you guys. If you could just see my heart, I love every one of you. And, and my heart is my heart is 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 scared that some of you are going to let the devil come in and draw you away. When this church, when this virus is over, I want to see a hundred percent everybody here. I want I don't want to know, I don't want to lose one person. It breaks my heart to lose one soul. But I fear if we don't stay diligent, that could happen to you. It could happen to you. It could happen to all of you. 
And we don't want anyone, I don't want to have anyone. And, and can I just say this, that, that um, the process can happen and you don't even realize it's happening. You're, you're drawing away and you're drawing away and you're drawing away and you're drawing away and you don't even realize it's happening. Again, I don't think there's anyone here going to go out and, 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 you know, be immoral or get drunk or do some of those evil things. That's not what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's just as simple as church just isn't that exciting anymore. I just, I just don't know if I really want to go anymore. I, I don't really know if I like to be around them people anymore. You know, let me let me share a little story with you real quick. A little sideline here. The Lord gave me this some time back, but how many of you remember the story about uh, Ruth and Naomi? You know, Naomi was it was in Israel with the people of God. If you will, she was in church. And she had a husband, and she had two sons. And the famine came in the land. If you will, things got a little tough. And so Naomi says, let's go to Moab. Let's go to the world. Let's leave the people of God and go to the world. And she goes to the world and she begins to have friends in the world. And she lives there. And her sons, they take, uh, they take wives and they live there for some time. And, and her, her husband and her sons all die. And she's, then she hears things are going good with the people of God. I'm going to go back to the people of God. So she says, I'm going back. One of her daughter-in-law says, I'm not going with you. Ruth says, I will go with you. Her other daughter-in-law, they go back to the people of God. And when, when she came in, uh, they said, is that Naomi? And she said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Do you know what Mara means? Bitterness means bitterness. You know where she had gotten? She had left the people of God, went and made friends with the world, got buddy-buddy with the world, and then the people of God were foreign to her. She was bitter to the people of God. She was bitter towards God. She said, don't say I'm blessed. I am bitter. Call me Mara. I'm no longer happy. I'm bitter towards the people of God and towards God because of the way things are. Can I tell you, that can happen to all of us. And through this virus, not coming to church and everything that's going on, it's easy to just start getting closer to the world and friends in the world and things in the world than it is people of God. You say, Pastor, are you saying it's wrong to have friends that are not Christians? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying your heart needs to be in the church. Your heart needs to be with the people of God. Can I tell you, I'd rather be with the people of God than anybody on this planet. And we need each other. We need to be close to each other. We, You know, if my life falls apart, I don't need my sinner friends propping me up. I need my Christian family to be there for me. We need each other. And if we don't, if we replace Christians with sinners, we're going to become bitter. We're going to lose our desire. We're going to draw away from God. So I'm just, I'm just humbly, I'm just humbly uh, speaking to you guys uh, this morning. How's your, how's your walk with the Lord? You know, it's kind of come to a place. We had all kinds of things online and we had all kinds of things going on. And, and, and you know, it seems like that is kind of phased out somewhat. And, and, and I'll be honest, guys, I don't know what the future holds. As of this moment right now, we plan on being back inside the church uh, next Sunday morning. I hope everybody will be here. But but we don't know. If we if we have other people come down with the virus, but I think we don't know what's going to But what I'm saying is, and, and, you know, we don't know what the future holds. You say, Pastor, it's about over. It might last till this time next year. We don't know what the future holds. But can I just say it? You're no longer in a place where you can afford to come to church on Sunday, and that's all you get. If you're not getting it on your own, if you're not reading and praying and drawing close to God and having quiet time and drawing close to God, you're going to lose your fire for God. You're not going to be what you're supposed to be. And no longer can you count on the pastor to do that for you. 
You know, some of you may have gotten by for a long time, not reading at home, not praying at home, not being close to God, not doing anything, but at least you're coming to church. Now you don't have that. Now you don't have that. Can I tell you, if you're not doing something on your own, you're backsliding. You're getting away from God. And I don't want to see that happen to anybody. I love you guys. If, if everybody here, you know, this isn't a time for you to say, yeah, so-and-so or somebody needs this or he's talking. I'm talking to everybody. That's one of you. Everybody that's here. How's your love for the other people in this church? How's your love for the? Do you long to be with them? Genuine? I'm not talking about what you tell me in my ears. I'm talking about what in your heart. Do you long to be the people in this church? Do you miss the people in this church? Is that what you want? Or are you kind of getting to the place where if I'm not there, it doesn't really matter. I'm just as happy not being around them. That is a sign you are backsliding on the Lord. And, you know, backsliding is kind of, a, kind of a funny subject around here. But I'm not talking about that you're going to die and go to hell. I'm just talking about that God isn't that exciting anymore. He's not first thing. You've lost your first love. You're lukewarm. Just gotten kind of cold. Every one of us, starting with the pastor, can fall into that. And we need to, we need to do all that we can to make sure our affections are on the Lord. You, if you, you this morning, listen, you, we're, we, we can't invite you down to the auto. We aren't going to have an auto call this morning. I can't, I, uh, you know, no one's even going to know. But right there in your car, you can evaluate. Are, are you excited about being around your brothers and sisters? Do you miss being together? Uh, do you still get excited about the Lord? Are you doing everything you can to fill your life with spiritual things when you can't come to church? If you're not, it's time today to stop, evaluate, and I'm going to change. I don't want to be one of those. When the church starts back up, I'm not here anymore. Amen. We need to do that. And you guys, each one need to do that. I'm not going to be one of those. I will be here. I will be here. He says, submit yourselves to God, draw nigh to God. Now he's talking to Christians. He says, cleanse your hands, purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Can I say just simple as this? The Bible is crystal clear. You can't love God and love other things. You can't love the world, entertainments, all the things out in the world, making money, uh, all the things that, that we do. You can't love that and God the same. God has to be number one. And I felt like when we went into this virus, I felt like we had a congregation that for the most part, almost everyone here was faithful to church and was on fire for God and we were doing well and, and thank God for it. And, and when we went into this virus, I was, I was thankful that we were the place we were and you guys have been phenomenal. But can I tell you, it's been almost eight months. That's a long time. And I can't tell you that it's almost over and we're going to go back to normal. I wish I could. I don't know the future, but here's what I know. I will do everything I can to stand in the gap and, and keep you guys where you need to be, but you guys have got to determine in your heart, I will not allow the devil to cause me to draw cold towards the church or to my God. I will stay on fire for God and I will not back up. Amen. Listen, we can't come together like we used to. There ain't nothing like hugging one another and being together and being able to sit down across the table and eat together and all those things. But sometimes we got to do the best we can do. 
And if you're feeling lonely and you're feeling left out, uh, someone told me just recently, the phone works both ways. If you're sitting at home waiting for someone to call you, why don't you call somebody? If you're waiting for someone to text you, why don't you text somebody? What I'm saying is we need to stay connected. We need to stay together. We need to work together, be in this thing. And no one needs to start feeling like you're drawn away from the church because if you do, the devil's going to get you. And I believe James is saying here real clearly to his people, listen, the devil's after you. If you don't come close to God, the devil's going to get you. Say, Pastor, this is not very encouraging. Can I just tell you I love you? Can I just tell you I love you? I don't want any, I don't want to lose anybody. I don't want to lose not one person. I want everybody to be here. And I fear that some of the church is starting to slip away. Church isn't exciting. Fellowship isn't exciting. We're not missing one another. Kind of coming to a place I can take it or leave it. You know, if I have nothing else going on and my schedule's clear and I'm not really nothing going on, I'll be there, Pastor. But if I got other things going on, I, I, I probably won't be there. I got other things to do. You are backsliding on the Lord. We can't do that, guys. Listen, we can't do that. We cannot do that. In the day we're living in, listen, this country is getting ready to have an election. This country is divided. This this country is very close to losing our religious freedoms. This country is dealing with a virus. The, the end of time could be upon us. It is not the time to be in a backslidden condition. It is the time to be on fire for God. Because when the Lord comes back, if the tribulation comes, if the election goes wrong, God is going to take care of those on fire for him. But can I tell you, if you are cold, and you're away from God and religious persecution comes the tribulation starts the end of time is upon us you will be in a bad place if you're not close to God and I'm here to tell you this morning loving you with all my heart I want you to be close to God I want you to be on fire for God I, I want you to be excited about God because God can take care of you if you'll draw near to him but if you don't you're in danger you're in danger if I was to see, if I was to look out right now at any one of these cars and I was to see your car on fire, boy, I, I would I would do anything in my I wouldn't care how much I hurt myself. I'd do anything I could to get you out of that car and to help you because I love you and I wouldn't want you to sit in there and burn up. But don't you see this is more important than that? If your car is on fire and you burn up, in a very few minutes you're going to die and you're out of here. But what we're talking about now is your soul, your soul. I'm concerned about your soul. Are you where you need to be with God? Now, this is an unusual message for me. And no points, no no uh, clear outline, nothing else. J- just talking to you from my heart. But I love you guys with all my heart. And I am scared. As your pastor, I lay down. I, I don't get to be with you. I don't get to preach to you. I don't get to see you. I, I think some of you have gotten casual watching online. You can be in your pajamas drinking your coffee and doing something else while you got the, the program on. Listen, it's time to get serious with God. It's time to get serious with God, put the world away, put God first and say, I'm not letting the devil in. I'm going to stay on fire for God. And if we don't, there'll be a consequence to pay. As we go into the altar call, uh, again, I can't ask you to come down and everyone watch this online. I, I, I can't invite you to come pray. But it's time to evaluate. Nobody will know what's going on in your mind. You're in your car all alone. You're in your car, maybe you're sitting beside of somebody. Nobody knows what's going on. But are you on fire for God? Are you on fire for God? Are you excited about the church? 
Are you longing to be back here three times a week? Are you longing to be with God's people? Are you doing all you can to stay uh, on fire at home, reading your Bible and praying and being diligent, spending time with God? Are you listening to preaching and keeping your soul motivated? Or are you sitting at home uh, feeling sorry for yourself, drawing colder and colder, becoming bitter towards the church and bitter towards God and not really wanting to be here and don't care if you are here? Is it a blessing when we don't have church because you don't feel guilty or are you saying oh i want the church to be open up so i can be back it's time to evaluate say preacher you hurt my feelings i'm not coming back listen i only did it because i love you if you get your feelings hurt and don't come back that's your prerogative but i love you too much to let this happen to you there'll be a consequence for growing cold on the lord there'll be a consequence for not being on fire for god and if you if that happens you and i don't warn you what kind of a pastor am i So I'm just asking every one of you during this altar call to evaluate. Where are you at? Do you need to do better? Do you need to pray more, read more, listen to more preaching at home, put God first? Do you need to do that? How's things working out for you spiritually? Do you need to get your fire back? You know, the book of uh, Revelations, uh, uh, Jesus said of Church of Ephesians, he said, you lost your first love. He said, you need to go back and find your first love and get it again. Some of us need to do that. Some of us need to go back where we used to be, where we are on fire for God, and find our first love. Is Jesus number one to you? Does this church mean everything to you? Say, preacher, it ain't all about the church. Oh, I beg to differ. Jesus is the is the church, this bride of uh, the church is the bride of Christ. The church is everything. Being a part of the church is how we are a part of Christ. And if you don't have a love for the church and love for the people of the church, uh, there is something wrong spiritually in your life. How are we doing this morning? How are you doing? Boy, if I could just talk to each one of you in your car individually, how you doing? How you doing? Do you love Jesus? Is he exciting to you? Do you want to come to church? Do you miss your church family? Or are things kind of getting cold? We're going to leave here in a moment, and the service will be over, and you'll drive home. I hope you don't forget this message. I I hope that when you lay down at night, the Lord brings this message back to your heart. I hope when you start having feelings towards the church, bitterness and, and things, I hope the Lord brings this back to your mind. I hope you realize there is a consequence if you don't stay on fire for God. And this church service is an opportunity for you to change that. I love each and every one of you. I appreciate you coming this morning. Didn't say a thing to try to hurt anybody. I did it because I love you. We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you have been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we may together enliven each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, join us each Sunday at 11 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. You can also find additional content and programming provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages by visiting our website at www.sandhillfwb.com.